This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. Worthy. Um, last night, I had my first nightmare about Ivy. Oh. Um, yeah, like I was talking to this like crazy lady who I was giving this ride to, and Ivy was in the back of the car. And for whatever reason, like I get out of the car to go do something, and I turn around, and the car is gone with Ivy in it. Oh my god. And I just lost my dream shit. I was not like I, I have never felt a panic like that before. Oh my God. And at a certain point I was like, just wake up. Just wake up. Just wake up. That's all I kept saying. And sure enough, I woke up and I ran over to Ivy's crib and she was there like a dummy, right? I'm like <laughs> So I told Philip and he's like, he's like, you know what? He's like, I've had dozens and you're, it's just your mind reminding you not to leave her anywhere. And I was like, I know not to do that. Do we have to go through the whole rigmarole? Right. Do you yeah. have to have the panic associated with the lesson? Give me a break. Sleep, please. Yeah, just and the loosened sleep. bowels. I've been unsettled in the belly all day. Let me just say. Oh, I bet. I'm not. Yeah. It has not been a pleasant experience to be around Mr. Matteo today. Uh, <laughs> what a day. Damn it. Uh, Glade plugins. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you've had that kind of day. <laughs> They're your friends. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have someone around. <laughs> How are you guys? You know, um, just sitting around having snacks for the, for dinner and um <laughs> That's about it. Snacks. Like you made a whole dinner of snacks? Oh. Well, we made dinner and then we just kept not eating it. And we kept eating, <laughs> we kept eating like chips and snacks and stuff. And then we couldn't eat dinner. That's fun. Well, I guess, but we did that thing that we're always telling children not to do. Gonna get full, and they're not mm-hmm. gonna be able to eat dinner. And we threaten about it, and we're like, "Don't do it." It's true. And then we <laughs> oh well. She's just playing with her cat toy with yeah, her feet. I on like the to floor. play with this cat toy on the floor. She likes to rub her feet <laughs> on the floor, play with the cat toy. Yeah. Oh I'm boy, kidding. I. Uh, I don't. I also this is super weird, but like this is the first time that we've done the podcast where. There's no running timer appearing on my screen, so I have no idea. Do you guys have a timer? Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. I'm not going to be able to keep us on task tonight. It's all right. I'm at your mercy, so you'll just have That's to... That's okay. It's Tucker's job. We'll be all right. <laughs> we'll do it. Okay. Here, let's... All right. Well, you just, tell me, you just tell me to shut up. All right. Shut when up. I'm talking Here to we you. go. Right, here we go. <laughs> 
This week's episode of Three's Company, the sitcom situation comedy uh, that we are discussing on this podcast. You mean season four, episode 18, Handcuffed? That's the one I'm talking about, Handcuffed. Mm. It aired... Uh, January 29th, 1980. 1980. So it's probably the last. It's the last of January. It's the last of January. It's been a long month. We got through it. Yeah. Okay. Mom's texting me from Las Vegas right now. Is she drunk? She's probably got pictures of Liberace's piano again or something. Oh, that's so cute. This card. Is she drunk? I said that was my first. Frank's got a giant piece of cake, and she says the card is made of white chocolate. There's like a Joker playing card. Oh! Oh, look how cute they are being yeah. in Las Vegas. Just eating lots of stuff. Well, okay. White, we didn't do a good white job. White chocolate. Oh, God. We're not here to talk about that. That's not what we're here Listen, to talk handcuffed. about. Listen, handcuffed. Handcuffed. Last week, you predicted handcuffed yeah. was about Uh-oh. this. Uh-oh. Jack, he forgets his key. And he sneaks in. He's mistaken for a burglar. Uh-huh. Well, that's a great episode. I'll at him because he didn't clean the apartment. And so they don't bail him out of jail right away. And Furley and Larry decide to have the girls do a kissing booth to raise money for the bail. God, that is good. That's cute. Give it a clap. <laughs> Give it the clap. That's a good episode. That's yeah. a good episode. But that is not, That's not what, it was what happens mm-hmm. in Handcuffed. No, no. It's right. so crazy how this whole thing goes down. Mm-hmm. So believable. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Starts in uh, the apartment. The girls are dancing. Now, let me just say. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Let me just say. <laughs> what did we? Did we? We've been reading the Three's Company book. But I've, you have. Yes. Yeah. But I've also been like reading articles and stuff, so I don't know where I read this, but somewhere. I read something that was talking about how bizarre it was that the show started like at the height of, of disco and they very rarely are like doing any kind of dancing or any kind of disco related nonsense. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Especially for young people, right? Right. Like they never talk about going out dancing <clears throat> or going to a disco or anything like that. It feels like it happens once in a while. No, I, I don't remember ever hearing them use that kind of terminology. Mm. No, not to a discotheque. I've never no. heard them say that. They were going there. No, but they, I did they have to say... They weren't speaking Spanish or Italian or anything, so they didn't need to ask <laughs> where the discotheque was. Donde esta? No, I, I, I did think that it was cute that they were just dancing in the apartment. I thought that was so sweet. And the song was so bad. I mean, it was clearly like just made for the episode, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Chrissy, I'll say it. Like Chrissy was really getting some mileage out of those titties. Yeah, like she <laughs> was bouncing them. Like she, she wasn't was. just swinging her arms and her legs, like dancing would one would do. She was like bouncing her her chest yeah. at the same time. It was very I, deliberate. I love that. I just never notice boobs. It's the what is wrong with me. I don't know, but that's that's fantastic. You know? <laughs> like now that I know that, I'll be like, I don't have to wear a bra when Matteo's around. 
I would never know <laughs> if you were know. or weren't. It's amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love that. I love that about you. <laughs> okay. Oh, the girls boy. are dancing. Jack dancing. comes in. He's he's studying. He's stu- he's got a book in he's his hand. He's got a book in his hand. He yeah. comes out from his bedroom and then he throws his book and starts dancing along with And Janet says, Aren't you supposed to be studying? And he says, I am. Haven't you heard of Shake and Bake? Shake and Bake. Gets a huge laugh. I didn't know Shake and Bake was was a thing. And you know what? In one of the Three's Company groups on Facebook today, somebody just asked about a mention of a brand name in Three's Company, and I should have said Shake and Bake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shake and Bake was huge back in the day. I loved Shake and Bake when I was a kid. It felt fancy. Like it felt like it was a special meal when my mom would get shake and bake. Yeah. Oh, remember rice roni? Oh, God, we were I used never to love to have rice roni. Oh, I loved rice roni. Well, I, you know, I never had it at home. My mom hated rice roni. She thought it was fake and tasted terrible. But I would get it at my white friend's house, and oh, I loved whenever they had rice roni at their house. Yeah. Oh mm. yeah. Good eating. Good eating. That's how my mom felt about iced tea. She would never buy instant iced tea, and I loved it, but I could get it at my friend's house. Hmm. By the way, that was my nickname in college. Instant iced tea? No, the San Francisco tree. (laughs) (laughs) That was bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, Moving on. That is not what we're going to talk about. They're all dancing. Ding dong. Yeah. It's a... Police officer. Oh, a police officer. A police officer addressing a noise complaint. And no, no, it's not a noise complaint. Yeah. No, she complains because her husband's on the roof. Oh, right, right, right. And he's, and they're like, well, that's not our fault. And he's like, yeah, it's, he's got binoculars and he's looking through your window. So it's not really a noise. Uh, That's way more illegal than dancing, I would say. I would think so. Yeah, you would think. So I don't know why the police went there. I don't know. But this is our first podcast no. of the week. Oh, that's right. You gotta stop oh, gosh. Cat toys no, I stuff. don't. Nobody just cares. Chill out. <laughs> Nobody cares. Okay, now hold on a second. That is... So, uh, wait. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> because there's two cops. There's two and cops. I'm confused which one is which. Um... Let's see. Which one is he? Can you guys see the IMDb page? Oh, I'll yeah, find hold it. On. Hold on just a sec here. Three's company. I always have it. I think it's, it's, I think it's Daniel Trent. Okay, hold on. We're almost there. <clears throat> no, Jay Garfield. Yeah. Jay Jay Garfield. Garfield. That's the name of the character. Okay, so so Daniel Trent is the name of the actor. Uh, He was born in 1951 in Alameda County, California. Uh, He was, uh, besides Three's Company, he was in My Blue Heaven, uh, a movie called Out of Sight, Out of Mind in 1990. He unfortunately passed away in 1995 at the age of 43. Uh, in Los Angeles. It doesn't ca- list a cause of death, but he died really young, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but he gets his start in 1976 and 1977 as two, uh, on two episodes of Starsky and Hutch. The next thing he gets is Three's Company, then Trapper John M.D., Simon and Simon, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, 
uh, Our House, Cagney and Lacey, uh, Valerie, uh, which I liked because I was really into uh, Rhoda. What was her name? Valerie... Uh, Harper? Shit. Valerie Harper, yeah. Ooh, Murder, She Wrote, My Blue Heaven, uh, an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Melrose Place. Uh, and then he passes away in 1995. His last uh, credit is in 1994. Uh, so that's kind of sad. But uh, I thought he had a very... In the personal details, uh, it says he died in Los Angeles uh, from complications from AIDS. Oh, God, that is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, he was a very sweet guy, it looked like, from that just his little appearance here, which really is great casting because it seems like wherever Chrissy is... Her fa- whatever Chrissy's family is, like he did a really good job of like picking up on all of her Chrissyisms. I thought yeah. that was really sweet and cute. Yeah. So Daniel Trent. Daniel Trent. Our first Paddikins of the week. First Paddikins. Um, Jinx had to step out of the room there for a second, help Henry, so she missed all that. But, uh, but I'm sure it was fantastic. It was eventful. I'm sure it was um, great. It's he, heart-wrenching. He missed it. Yeah, it oh, was. my God. I can sure. see the tears. Yeah, tears. unfortunately, this, this, well, it's, you're going to feel terrible now. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he passed away from AIDS in oh 95. He was 43. I know. Take, take your foot out of your yeah, mouth. There you go. Oh, there you no. Go. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. so lively and fun and wonderful. I really liked him. I know. He seemed like such a sweet guy. Uh, anyway, he comes in and he tells them about this pervert across the street and how they need to keep it down. But yeah. Or close the blinds. And Chrissy just keeps dancing. Finally, they get her attention and they know each other. What? What do you mean? Well, I love that because he's all like, you look familiar. And she's like, you look familiar. And then and she, and she's like, what's your name? And he's like, Chrissy Snow. Yeah. Because he recognized <laughs> That was great. Um, but yeah, it turns out they're cousins. Yeah, right? they're, and they're distant cousins, but not that. But distant cousins. Yeah. Is he from San Diego or something? Yeah, like that? so not that distant. San Diego. Um, and so, uh, yeah, and he's a big dummy too. Yeah, he's an idiot. Just and like they, her. they both snort when they laugh. They do this yeah. snorting thing. They do that, and he he tells them about how. You know, he's a cop, but he's been in trouble because he just lost one little thing at work and he got in all this trouble, and the one little thing just happened to be a squad car. Oh, man. Ba-doosh. Guys are just giving it to him every day uh-huh. for that one. Ooh. You know, and uh, anyway, he's, he, uh, he leaves, and... Now, is this like Santa Monica police, or is this like LAPD? That's a good question. I think Santa Monica has its own police force because it might be its own city. I think it um, is. LAPD generally covers the. It's such a big county, and it's Why? it's you know it's. I hate to say it, but it's mostly like South Central that they police and downtown and right. um, those parts. But the. The, the places that have a little more money were able to kind of break away and become their own city. So, like, West Hollywood has its own police force. Uh, Brent, I, no, Brentwood is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. 
San it just Juan depends on market. what little village you live in. Yeah, they have their <clears> yeah there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So we probably Santa Monica, please. They have a substation at the pier. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so uh, he, he leaves and Janet has to, uh, she has to leave as well. And yeah, she's going to this, to this club. This club that you have to have a card. You have to have a card to get into and everything. But it's a library. Oh! Books. Come on. Check them out. So Good old reliable Janet. Yeah. So she leaves to go to the library, leaving uh, Percy and Jack. And, um, oh no. What? Jay forgot his handcuffs. Look, what do you see there behind the couch? It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you would have heard them fall. Yeah. It's insane. The whole thing's insane. You have to just let it go. And so they're like, oh, handcuffs. Yep. And Jack takes them. He's like, oh, I was playing with them. And, ah, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a cop. Or, you know, whatever. Chrissy, <laughs> you're like, under arrest. Yeah. And they dick around and they get. Like uh, you do. Yeah. And they get handcuffed together. <clears throat> and, uh, hey, <laughs> where's the key? No, he's not even that jovial about it. He's like, where's the key to Christy? Like, he thinks Christy has it. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't understand. Like, I don't have the key. Yeah, I was like, why did he think there was a key? I don't know. Like, so he lost his cuffs and his key? Yeah. It, but, you know, it, I is, mean, this is... Um, in the book, this is particularly an episode they point out oh, yeah. as being one of those... Like, uh, I feel like they were talking about this episode when um, Joyce DeWitt talked about how you really can't uh, stop anything bad. Yeah. Or just yeah. No, or you can't. Talked about it's our bit. It's our bad. I, I keep saying like to my friends who listen, I'm like, we, we, we have no business doing this. This poor show does not deserve us. We're <laughs> <laughs> just having to have a good time. And we come along and we're like, uh, excuse me. I don't like this fruit punch at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you should be grateful you have food punch, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Total jerks. Um, oh, well. So they're like, what are we going to do? And then the phone rings. Oh, wait, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything about it being illegal in California to possess handcuffs. Like it, It's not. Yeah. I don't think it ever was. That it doesn't make any sense. To possess handcuffs and not be... And not be an authorized person. Like a dominatrix. Yeah, I don't know. Or... I don't know that they're authorized. Oh, you have to get licensed. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I, I mean, this. And I don't mean to be rude, but it would have been better if he would have left his gun, you know. <gasps> and then Furley comes in to fix the sink, and they find it. He finds Shoot. it underneath there, <laughs> and he and he. And he hears the kids fighting in the other room, and Jack threatens to go into the kitchen, you know, and get what he needs to handle the situation. I mean, there's so many ways they could have done this, but this, this, this vaudevillian. Of course, that's the way. Handcuffed. What do you expect? Okay. Yeah. Well, this is this is of course the way they're gonna go. Yeah. This is right. They're gonna. I hear you. I know. They're gonna pick the silliest way. Oh man. Okay, it's so Jay fine. calls and he's like, "Hey, I better, I got it. I'm gonna come get my handcuffs." I, I love my handcuffs, but I can't. I'm not gonna be there for three hours. Right. 
So Jack's like, I got a date with Brenda the Human Blender. What does that mean? She leaves y'all like feeling Chopped like you've been, and whatever, but been I, put through a blender. I don't get it. I don't get what that means. She cuts gr- uh, first, the shit out of you. Gr- <laughs> like, gross. First of all, gross. And it sounds like a nickname Larry made up. Like, he should have yeah. just blamed it on Larry. He's like, I asked Larry, but uh, she's hot. Right. <laughs> I wonder how many girls in common Larry and Jack have slept with. Ew! That's gross. Or do you think, I prefer to think about it like that Jack really doesn't sleep with any of these girls. Yeah, I think it all it's all situations like um like Joe and Louise. Yeah. Like all I know is like do Larry probably does and Jack never never does. Never does, yeah. Right, I've only ever seen Jack push girls away. Like, I'm not so sure this whole setup isn't true. I maybe Jack Tripper is gay. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that's you know, the it is thing. a really it clever whole, cover. It was a whole wink wink of the TV show, maybe. Right? <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right under your noses. Gay. Didn't even know it. Um, so the, <clears> she's <throat> like, you know, you can still go on your date. Yeah, she's going to just go with him on his date, which I don't understand. On. Why don't they just tell, tell the girl, Jack here's what happened. No, they never, they would never understand. She would understand, now, and it might get kinky. You never know. You never know. Jack's not into that. He'd be too intimidated. So I mean, and it's the seventies, right? Well, right. it's the eighties now. It's January. Oh, I guess it's the eighties now. No, but still, right, still right. at this tor- at this point. Um so they go to the Regal Beagle. And Jack and Chrissy, they sit back to back at different tables mm-hmm. with a jacket or something yeah, over, over their over hand there. cup. Yeah. Um, and they agree that they don't know each other, all that. It all goes smoothly <laughs> until, until Brenda enters. Until anything happens. Yeah, until the first thing happens. <laughs> the Jack gets up, hugs Brenda, and swings Chrissy all the way around, and she comes back and sits down again. And oh, it's great. I have to say, great. this oh, whole awesome. scene is brilliant yeah and uh the physics to get all of this right is just to me like whoa oh we are whoa. in like thick paddockins country here so go ahead with brenda tell us about brenda oh that's right brenda is played by actress heather lowe um who's the president of oxford group productions she's a recognized producer and entrepreneur oh. um I guess, uh, working on international film, uh, network and cable television movies. A uh, business woman. Yeah, born in 1951. Uh, but it doesn't say where. Um, but she gets her start in the business uh, back in 1972. She's in a TV series called The Sixth Sense, uh, not to be confused with the movie The Sixth Sense. And then she's in an episode of Love American Style, then The Young and the Restless, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and an episode of The Odd Couple, Happy Days, SWAT. Uh, then she gets Three's Wait, Company. Squat? Uh, no, I, SWAT. Oh, SWAT. SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell Gross. watches I don't, SWAT? I don't want to. I'm not going to watch that. Not me. 
She's in an episode of Dallas. <laughs> Knott's Landing, The Greatest American Hero, 1982, one of my favorite shows. Uh, an episode of Santa Barbara. And then she's in 13 episodes of Days of Our Lives in the 1991 through 1992 season. And then that's it. After 1992, uh, Heather Lowe just leaves acting to become a producer and entrepreneur at uh, Oxford Group Productions. Okay. So what do you know? Behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and... So Brenda sits down with Jack, and Jack, <clears throat> I think he misses his seat. Yeah. Time he tries to sit down. And he just swings just back falls and down. falls down the floor. Um, lots, of, lots of great physical stuff. And then, and then the waitress comes over. Yeah. And she has lines. <laughs> so why don't you tell us about her? Oh, boy. Isabel Wolf. Um... Not much honor because, uh, well, she has 23 credits, so she did get a bunch of parts uh, on. Uh, this is actually her first TV and first uh, film role, or first filmed role at all on oh. Three's Company. Then she goes on to be in TJ Hooker, The Fall Guy, uh, the remake of What's Happening called What's Happening Now. Uh, she's <laughs> on an episode of Highway to Heaven, Mr. Belvedere. Oh my God, Mr. Mr. Belvedere. Never had him before. Who cares? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, she's then in a bunch of things that I don't recognize at all in the 90s. Oh, but some in French. So I'm thinking that uh, Isabel Wolf may, may be French. Oh. And went back to France to do some, some acting in France. Uh, but that's uh, that's Isabel Wolf. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, she comes over to take the order. Yeah. And Jack orders two white wines, and then Chrissy's like, "Hem," and he's like, three white wines." And Chrissy's like, "Can I turn into a sandwich?" <laughs> and he orders it, and she's like, "Why the hell are you ordering yeah. for the lady at the next table?" <laughs> oh boy. Uh. And then, and then, and then happens the greatest thing in the whole episode, really. That dude comes over to hit on Chrissy. No, oh, I was thinking of the wine tit flapping. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. First, we got to meet our next patikin. Oh my god, I forgot. Yes, some dude that yes. hits on Chrissy. That's right, chain dude. Uh, this guy's cool. Man in bar is no <laughs> is uh, is how. Yeah, it's they didn't have a name. Man in Bar. Bruce. Played by actor Cameron Young, born in 1949 in Los Angeles, California. Um, I guess he was in a couple of movies that he's known for, including My Science Project in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard nice. of that film. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah. but, My Science Project? I've never heard of that. But he gets uh, his first role in 1978. As a voice on the cartoon Black Beauty, or the TV movie Black Beauty. Oh. Uh, then he gets uh, on an episode of The Return of the Mod Squad. And then uh, in 1980, he's on Three's Company. Then he goes on to be in Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Um, some more stuff I've never heard of. He, he gets on uh, as a voice actor on the Mr. T cartoon series. And then he does an episode of Alvin and the Chipmunks and Saturday Supercade. 
then he goes on to be in an episode of Different Strokes. And then in 1985, he's in My Science Projects. Then he's on uh, George Berman's Comedy Weekend. His last, his last credit is in 1987 on an episode of Growing Pains. And then that's it for Cameron Young. That's, uh, that's he's, uh, that was oh. it. His, he takes a bow. Legend has it he went looking for Bigfoot. Mm. Never came back. Makes sense. <laughs> Cameron, yeah. I mean, for all we know. Um, okay, so Cameron Young. Oh, yeah. So he comes over and gets on Chrissy. And then Jack tells him to buzz off or something. Yeah, Jack like jumps up and is like, hey, back off. Leave her alone or whatever. And then Jack State is like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And this is when you're... Oh, the tit flapping. The tit flapping happens. He, well, okay, so Jack goes to like casually take a drink of his wine, but he uses his hand that's attached to Chrissy, which jerks her hand violently away from her which causes her to splash her wine all over Jack's date and then Jack jumps up and tries to blot the wine off of her chest which then just sends Chrissy's hand flapping up and down her titty the whole time and it's great like it's really aggressive and it's It's, even mentioned and it's ridiculous yeah it is they talked about it in the book because Suzanne Summers was talking about it because she didn't what is she didn't mean to? Yeah, she didn't mean to. And she's uh, she, uh, Jack. Yeah, this, uh, John Ritter. She almost broke up over like, it. Hey, I think what? I touched her boob. We both like laughing. It was great. It was great, and I love that they kept it in. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. <clears throat> I have to say, um, just for all of our friends keeping track at home. Uh, of course, you know that uh, Paul Ainsley plays Jim the bartender, uh-huh. and this is this is Jim the bartender's second to last of his eleven episodes what? on Three's Company. Oh After season God. four, he's on one more episode, and then he doesn't come back. So, That's crazy. yeah, poor, poor Jim the bartender. We'll find. We'll find. We'll find out. Oh my God. Or does the beagle come under a new management and they clean house? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? That's sad, though. Um, it is sad. Okay, so Brenda storms out. She's had enough. Yeah, so I mean, obviously. Jack's not going to get blended tonight. And he's like, no, wait, blender. I mean, Brenda. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Okay. Uh, and they're like, you know what? Let's... Go back and wait for Jay. Get out of these handcuffs. Yeah. And so they go to leave and they run into another Another fucking Paddockins. Another Paddockins. This is another. That's right. This is actor Alan Alan Manson, born in uh, February of 1919 in Brooklyn, New York, uh, and passed away in 2002 in Queens, uh, New York. Now, he's really interesting in that he was a group of, uh, one of a group of World War II soldiers selected to appear in Irving Berlin's 1942 musical, This is the Army, uh, which is so, what a, what a crazy way to get into show business. He appeared in the Broadway production as well as in the film, and then after the war, he continued to perform on Broadway, 
1955, during the communist Red Scare in this country, uh, led by uh, McCarthy, he was called before the House Committee investigating the communists in, in New York theater. And he refused to answer any questions, was later cleared, but for a few years after his uh, testimony, he d could not find work as an actor, so he was technically blacklisted. But uh, what a hero for not giving in to those morons yeah. looking for communists in Hollywood. <laughs> Dummies. Dummies. But, um, yeah, this guy ends up having a pretty, uh, pretty great run as an actor, starting, of course, on Broadway. Uh, and this is the army. And then uh, he was in the, the movie in 1943. Then he's in a bunch of uh, TV series episodes, including the big story, the Philco television playhouse, Hands of Mystery, Danger, the Jackie Gleason show in 1956. Uh, sorry, in 1968, he's on As the World Turns. Uh, in 1963, 62, he's in uh, three episodes of Car 54, Where Are You? Then he goes to be on the Patty Duke show. Um, he's in 1973, he appears on Matt. And then he gets SWAT, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, I remember him on that. Oh, yeah, he's definitely Dr. Powell. I'm sorry, I love that show. Um, <laughs> the Six Million Dollar Man. He's on Mod, Good Times, The Jeffersons, Kojak, Charlie's Angels. Oh my gosh, Quincy M.E., Lou Grant, Three's Company in, 80, uh, in 81. So he's going to come back as somebody called Mr. Snow, which I am really curious to find out who he plays in Chrissy's Family after having made fun of the guy who was in Chrissy's Family. That's really weird. Um, he's in The Doors, uh, the movie by Oliver Stone. And uh, he's in Law and Order in 1992 and in 1996. And then his last... Uh, credit is in 2002, right before he dies, in, in something called, uh, or a, a video game called Bandits, Phoenix Rising, as a voice actor. So, a really long career. He didn't stop working from the time that he got in until he passed away. Yeah, that's incredible. Pretty wow. cool. He played a judge a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he seems years, to like, die. Look at this. He's like, he's in The Devil's Advocate in 97, playing oh. Judge Sklar. And then he's in Law and Order, and he's playing Chief Administrative Judge. Oh. And then he plays Arraignment Judge Eric Bryan. And then he's in a movie in 1995 called Cafe Society, uh -huh. where he plays Judge Valente. Do we know that? Then his name? in The Doors, he plays Judge. Oh, weird. Must, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He must have this degree. And to think he started Judge. as a cop. <laughs> no, he really moved up. Oh, look, here in, on the show uh, on the show Vegas uh -huh. in seventy eight eighty one. You know, so it's like nineteen seventy nine episode. I guess uh -huh. he played an assistant DA. So that oh, was, he was working his, his way, way up. up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, but he also was in um, the Rain People, which was a really Coppola movie hmm. in sixty nine. Hmm. Okay, did a lot of stuff, but wow. he was mostly a judge. Mostly. And he mostly worked in law enforcement. Yeah, it's a good thing he went he to law He mostly worked in fake law enforcement. <laughs> I think it's because he's got that accent, and we just know cops, like movie cops, have, for whatever reason, New York accents. It's hilarious. But he has a great fake pension. Yeah, it's his fake pension is yeah. outstanding. Um, okay, where are we? Okay, oh, so... Oh, the cop mm -hmm. enters, and they're like, do this 
handcuff. They go first. Over they do him. the dance, like yeah. of like, excuse me, excuse, excuse me, me, excuse me, and then they just put their hands up, and he goes through the London yeah. Bridge style. And then he goes over to the bar, and then he's like, "What? What?" And he goes running. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes in, and he and he asks Jim the bartender, "He's like, you know, those this chairs? part's not in the Pluto." Oh, was it? Uh-uh. Oh. He's like, you know, you know who the who they who they were, and he's like, oh yeah, they're in here all the time. He goes, you know their names. He's like, well, sure, and he starts writing them down. He goes, yeah, because I'm going to uh, arrest him or something. <laughs> yeah, this part's not the Pluto. Yeah, and, and then and then Jim, Jim picks up the phone and starts to call. Well, no, because he's still standing there, going to take their names, and Jim like looks up all. Oh, that's why he looks at the camera. I thought he picked the phone up. He kind of looks up, so you can see him all worried. Like, oh, no. Um, And that's when we go to commercial. Commercial, okay. (laughs) Great. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. It's fine. What? What? What What were you going to say, Matteo? Jinxes! Jinxes segment! (laughs) What do you got for us to discuss tonight? Oh, well, um, <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with commercials at all. Except that I saw that Japanese barbecue sauce all over TikTok and then I found it at my local grocery outlet. Oh. What? Yeah. Good. It was delicious. That's great. Yeah. But I just, you know, saw the advertisements everywhere. So that has to do with commercials, right? Uh, yeah. You were sold that through commercials. Mm-hmm. I was sold. Well, in personal yeah. testimony. Sure. No, it was people I knew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay. So, so that's Great not commercial, commercial break, everyone. That's not a commercial. Wow, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we broke the commercial break with I feel like N-E-S-T-L-E-S and, uh, I know N-E-S-T-L-E-S What could top that? Nothing It may be the best commercial ever recorded in TV history There is a sriracha shortage Okay Have you heard about this? No What? Have you heard about the sriracha shortage? Yeah, there's a sriracha shortage Um where people can't get sriracha, and a guy that I know heard about it and thought it was funny, so he put a two-pack of sriracha bottles on sale on eBay for $65, like just joking, and somebody bought it. Stop it. Stop! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Do we have any? Liquid gold? No, we don't have any. Speaking of liquid gold, also, I read an article just today. Was that today? About how Legos, investing in Legos and oh, Lego yeah. sets and not opening them is a better return on investment than gold right now. What? Yes. Lego sets in their original packaging are more precious than gold. They are. Right now, if you buy a bunch of Lego sets, especially Star Wars ones, I, and you I just keep them, can't, I you can feel pay like, for a college education. I feel like apparently. by the time those articles have come out, that ship has sailed. Like, any of the ones that are going to be worth anything are out there. I don't know. Because like, once that gets in the mainstream that it's like, this is going to be worth money someday, <clears throat> then you know it's been overproduced. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. Anything but. news game. There's going to be too much of it. Wow. I don't know. So, that's what I heard. I don't know. I, going back to the sriracha shortage, it's real. According to USA Today, sauce lovers everywhere are getting worried this summer as the sriracha shortage returns with a vengeance. Yeah. Uh, Hui Fung Foods, the California-based company which makes the most recognizable brand of sriracha in the U.S., announced the shortage last year, citing a severe shortage of the chili peppers central to the sauce's recipe. Particularly dry conditions in Mexico have caused the red jalapeno pepper crops to fail. Climate change is the ultimate driver. But it's also how we manage the water equitably, Gary Noblin, an agricultural ecologist and professor emeritus at the University of Arizona, told the LA Times. Well, that's terrible. Yes. Yeah, pay attention to climate change now. Let's mess it with your precious sriracha, everybody. First we lost our oxygen, <laughs> then we lost our sriracha. Now they'll stand up and take notice. Mm-hmm. Hit them where it oh, hurts. Boy. Oh, boy. So, here I we go. I, wait, there's other brands of sriracha? Like oh yeah! Refugees. I thought that was just like that was that sauce. I didn't know there were like other brands. I don't know. No, that's like saying there's only one brand of barbecue sauce called barbecue sauce. It's not. I thought you were gonna say ketchup, and I was gonna be like, there is. <laughs> I should have said ketchup. And that, there is no. Other I I grew up in very predominantly <laughs> Asian neighborhoods, Everything and. Else I know sriracha like, like what? You know, yeah. sir, you know sriracha like the back of your head. <laughs> like the, How dare you? Like the hand of your back. What? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Back on the. Well, we we did line. it. Okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That's that's great. Great. Oh, Good. Yay! You did it. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a lot to say, as it turned out. Turns out. (laughs) So prepared. Janet's on the phone with Jim, and she's laughing. (laughs) She's in hysterics. She She cannot believe this. Okay, yeah, I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding. Oh. Yeah. Say again? This part isn't in Pluto either. It cuts in right when Jack and Chrissy enter. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right, right, exactly. So, yeah, Chrissy's, or Janet's just laughing. And, um, and she's like, she, okay, Jim. Yeah, sure, okay. Jim. Okay. okay, Jim. And so, <laughs> wait till they hear what Jim said. And uh, so then Jack and Chrissy come in, and Janet's like, <laughs> you'll never believe Jim from Regal Beagle was just telling me that you guys were handcuffed together. <laughs> And they are and like, we are. And she's like, well, then a cop's coming. And uh, a cop's coming. He got suspicious and he asked Jim about you and he's headed up here right now. And uh, so they're like, we got to get these handcuffs off of us. We need tools. Either they need someone who has tools or they need someone they they can trust or someone they can fool. Oh, right. Someone they can trust or something. There's only one man for the job. And Janet says, come on, Jack. Nobody's that dumb. And Jack says, oh, Oh, yes, yes, there there is. is. 
That's a great, great. line. Yeah. It's my maybe second favorite line in the whole episode. It's good. And so then we, we cut to Furley looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, I better stop looking. <laughs> like he's, he's so uh, yeah. in love with himself. He's so he's God, it's great. He's so great. This guy, yeah, Don Knotts. Yeah. And just getting laughs right off the bat. Oh yeah. Because right. that line doesn't say it. It's how he does it. Yeah. He's so, just how into it he gets. Oh, I love him. I love Don Knotts. And then uh, Ding Dong and Jack and Chrissy just come in. Yeah, they're, they're just like, like oh, we're here. We need help or whatever. They they show him the. the well, first uh, they tell him they tell him that they're there for Landlord Appreciation Day. And oh, then right. the sweater falls <laughs> off the handcuffs. And he says, are those handcuffs? And Chrissy says, you're right. We couldn't fool him. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And he says he won't put up with anything kinky. And not in his building. But then they're like, we just need you help to get out of this. And yeah, he's like, oh, well, you know. Back in my day. They didn't call me fingers furly for nothing. Yeah. There what does that mean? There wasn't a lock he couldn't pick. Because he was a great lock pick. Yeah. So they called him Fingers Furley because he could steal things. Yeah. Five finger discount. Yeah. Fingers. Fingers Furley. Uh, so quick the, fingers. He's so got. he gets his toolbox out. But it's locked. It's got a padlock. And so he can't open it. So he can't open it. Um, and then he's like, I know. I know. I'll go get my blowtorch. And he leaves. Well, he tells Jack to shave his arms. To shave his arms. <laughs> and yeah. then he goes to get his blowtorch. And they're like, blowtorch? Let's get out of here. So they leave. They take off. And they're outside and they run into Janet. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I, f- I figure if he was coming up here, it's just Beagle Beagle's right there. He'd be here by now. He'd be here by now. Why? You know, he's not coming. Everything's fine. Just come back home. Okay. So they go back home. And then, um, uh, Furley comes back into his apartment, or, uh, back into his living room with a blowtorch and his goggles on. Oh my God, and those goggles. Yeah, it's amazing. They were, it was so cute. He was just like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just so excited to use his blowtorch. And he doesn't. He doesn't put on anything to protect his highly flammable clothes. No, no. He's just going to go right for it. I yeah, love that it's guy. Just a huge <laughs> yeah, just a huge flame. It's a huge it's flame great. coming out of it. Um, and then, so then, they, we're back in the apartment, mm-hmm. and they come in, and they're like, yeah, okay, everything's fine, whatever. And they, uh, they sit on the couch. And, and then, ding dong. Oh, God. And Janet goes, oh, who is it? And he says, the police. the police. And they're like, ah, what are we going to do? And so they go to the kitchen yeah, while Janet the kitchen. answers. And so then uh, he comes in. He wants to take a look around. He hears something. He says, he says he's going to take a look around. And um, she says, you can't look in there. And then Jack says, get under the table. Oh. And he says, why can't I look in there? And then he goes, then he goes yeah, and uh, this is all crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous and very fast-paced, and we're dragging it out. Uh, but, they, yeah, they go to the kitchen. Chrissy's under the table, and Jack's 
uh, you know, and they're like covered up so that her they're doing arm the whole is vaudeville bit yeah. with her arm. Her is his arm is his arm. They're wearing rubber gloves, so right. that it's ambiguous. And he's, you know, there's food. <laughs> there's so, cake involved. There's cake involved. So, <laughs> it's just a whole so this thing. is happening. It's a this, whole you know what's happening. You know what's going. You on. get it. Oh, God. So, but but to have this gag in the show in on the top of, of all, God, it was it was great. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. Go for it. I loved it. So Janet will see him out. Uh, yeah. He leaves. And uh, so Jack and Chrissy go over to the bathroom because Jack wants to wash this cake off of him. Oh, God. Another gag. And then uh, ding dong, Janet answers. They're in the bathroom. (laughs) Janet answers. It's the cop. Uh He comes back. And she goes, long time no see. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so loud. So, so loud. It was great. Yeah. And um, so he's like, you know, I, I, I was thinking maybe I'd have a look around the rest of the apartment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it- and yeah, see? As he's about to go check things out, Furley comes busting in with his blowtorch. With my favorite line of the whole episode. Yeah, and he says, I'm here to cut the... And he sees the cop and says, roast beef. Roast beef? Roast what? Beef. What? And she's covered. She explains about how yeah. he's the landlord and he cuts all the roast beef in the building. Yeah. As one does. With a blowtorch? With a blowtorch. Well, yeah. he cooks it. Cuts it and cooks it at the cooks same time. At the same time. This, this smacks of cocaine writing. <laughs> cocaine. I love this. Uh-huh. Is that he <laughs> that Furley excuses himself? Yeah, because he has a rump roast at three oh four. Yeah, he's gonna go <laughs> take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so he's gonna have a look around, uh, and he's like, "What's in there? It's in the bathroom." And she's like, "It's the bathroom." Yeah, and he goes in. Which is crazy. He doesn't like knock or anything, does he? No. He just goes in. He just goes in. And Chrissy's in, she screams. She's in the shower. Yeah, she's in the shower. And she's got her shower cap on and she's poking her head out. And and he's like, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. You should be. And as he's leaving, he drops his hat. We all see it. We all see Everyone it. Sees it. Everyone Janet sees it. Janet kicks it. It's not like it's no one notices this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So he goes out, and Jack and Chrissy get out of the tub. They get out. And Jack's wet, of course, and so they get a towel. And then you hear, "I I must have dropped it in the bathroom somewhere." Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why he's Jimmy Stewart. Well, I seem to have dropped my hat. Merry Christmas! And um, so, (laughs) I'll go get it. He says, "Like, yeah, I'll just go in here." Like, this is the like. I'll just go in here. Yeah, this stranger's bathroom. Okay, not. You know, it's crazy because it's all so stupid, but uh-huh. this is the part that breaks me. 
Okay. That he's like, I'll go get... Like, after the whole thing, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and all that, that he wasn't like, ma'am, would you mind getting my hat no. for me? Instead of, I'll go get it. It just... It yeah. just pulls you right out. Yeah. I was finally like, you know what? But then he does what was my favorite line of the episode because it's so hack is when he does, when, when Jack hands him oh, the yeah. hat and he goes, thank you. And Jack says, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> guys, guys, you were home free. So stupid. Uh, great. So... So he's going to arrest them. Right. For, for something. For something. And for something. Because even, even when Co- Cousin Snow comes back. Yeah. He's like. He says, for what? He's yeah. like, everything. Yeah. Everything. Something. Which is, yeah. Which is Suspicion right of everything. He's dragging him out. Jay enters. That happens. And then it comes out that it's his handcuffs. Yeah. Jay's handcuffs. And this. This cop just starts laughing. Wait till everybody hears. Um, he's like, I'm gonna please tell don't tell. I'm going to tell all the boys down the station. Please don't tell everybody. Don't tell it's going to ruin station. my whole life. I mean, this is probably, this could go dark places. Mm-hmm. You don't know what this could do. Yeah. <laughs> and, but he's like, I'm, ha, ha, ha. And Chrissy, <clears throat> what is she, she hugging or something? What does she know. do? She gets so close to him somehow the I don't cop, know. as he's leaving. And then she's like, you know. I don't think she does anything, to be honest, because I don't either. when I went back and watched the episode again, I even was like, oh, yeah, she get you know, I didn't see anything. I don't think she does anything. <laughs> that that wallet comes from the, or the, the, the badge that she gets comes from the same place as those handcuffs. Yeah. Thin air. Color fingers snow. Fingers fairly snow. <laughs> oh God. Uh, uh, yeah, and so she's like, "He's not going to tell anybody." I got his badge, I have his and, badge. and then they snort together. Yeah, and that's the end of that. And then there's a tag scene. Oh, not in Pluto. Oh, well, uh, they're like, "Bye, bye, Jay," and he's leaving. And. Uh, Chrissy's like, I gotta get out of these wet clothes. And Jack's like, yeah, me too. And so she goes into her room and he follows her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, Jack! And she slams the door in his face. They do that whole thing. That she whole, kicks like, him out. That whole, like, then, where the door hits him in the nose thing. Yeah, and he bounces off. Kinda, yeah. You know, that thing. And um, <clears throat> and then Janet's laughing and she's sitting mm-hmm. on the couch drinking tea yeah, or something. So. Some yeah. drink. And, um, She's laughing, and Jack's like, what are you laughing at? It's so funny. And she goes, oh, I just keep thinking about you and Chrissy getting handcuffed together. That's so, you're, that's so dumb. And Jack's like, oh, really? It's not dumb. And she's like, oh, yeah, it is. He's like, it happens all the time or something. And then, she's, and then he's it like, hey, do you know what time it is or something like that? And makes her spill on herself. Oh, yeah, he asks her for the time, and so she looks at her watch and spills tea on her boobs. Yeah, and then she jumps up, and he's, she's like, ha, who's, who's 
dumb now or whatever. Yeah, it's so strange. And then she's like, you tricked me. That's what? different. Yes. And then he so says something else and makes her, and she does it again. She does it again with the other hand, even, I guess. Yeah, whatever. And then she chases him and he goes in. And <clears throat> it's stupid. And there's a good reason that's that's it. that out of Pluto. Yeah, exactly. By the way, (laughs) anybody who ever says you tricked me is dumb as a box of rocks. Like, let's just put it out there. That line is so crazy to me. You tricked me. Really? God. You tricked me. You tricked me. I can't. Okay. That's it. Uh, this was this was not a bad episode. This was not a bad episode. It it, pa- it passes the Tucker rule for me. I would leave it on. It was very yeah. it was very cute. But this is exactly what Joyce Witt was talking about. You cannot slow down to stop and look at the details because you will see that this whole thing is built on a house of cards, and yeah. uh, that's that's on you. That's on you, and uh, that's what <laughs> that's what we get. Exactly. I'm going to rate this really highly, actually, and give it a solid 3.83 Dominominibus out of 4 for good spirit, great paddikins, and an amazing uh, uh, performance by Don Knotts. Yeah, I'm there gonna, go. I'm there we go. actually going to rank it pretty highly myself because um, I <laughs> really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, and I thought everybody had really good, like everybody, I could have used a little more Janet. I feel like she was under. Yeah, we need more. a Janet-centric episode yeah, here do. sometime. But I felt like other than that, it was pretty strong. I'm going to give it three and three quarters stars. Whoa! Wow. All right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm I'm I've been giving it a. Let me give it a three point nine. Oh. That seems Whoa. A little out low. Five. Out of five. Yeah, that no, is a little low. I liked low. it. It's, it's not low. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's just you know, it's straight. It's strained. It strained me a little bit. I had to strain <laughs> just a little thing. bit. Yeah. When they kept going to the bathroom, that bothered me. <laughs> I was like, you know what, a cab or whatever. Um. <laughs> you know. Uh. Okay. <clears throat> Your balls at the ready. Oh my so. god, we should get bumper stickers that say A cab except Chrissy's cousin. <laughs> what? Yeah, Wait, you, you cut out you cut out on my end. What did you say? I said we should get bumper stickers that say A cab except Chrissy's cousin. Oh, you keep cutting out. This is the worst. Oh no. Oh, don't worry about it. It's not important. We've been having we've been having some audio issues, uh, folks at home. Uh, so um, I've been I've been trying to ignore them this whole episode, but I think I did pretty good. Yeah, you did. I didn't oh, yeah. notice anything. <laughs> I just get quiet sometimes because I can't understand what's coming oh, from your end. But yeah. I know that the show goes on because I can see the timer. Um, but anyway. Back to my balls. Uh, they're they're in my hands, ready to go. Oh, he's got his balls. Quick. Okay, here we go. Next week's episode is called 
And baby makes two. And baby makes two? Yep. Hmm. That means it's not one of the three kids. Right. Oh, I wonder if RF doesn't get some kind of a baby left at his front door and everybody's got to come together to try to keep this, you know, infant uh, alive until they figure out who the parents are and what to do with this with this baby. Yes. Okay. I like that it. sounds great. Yeah. I could I would watch that. I would give it three points. <laughs> <laughs> we can't start rating my ideas. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Great. Now we know what it should be and yeah. we'll find out what it is. That's right. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. That's so sweet. I will take that. I will take that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go change uh, my shirt that uh, my baby barfed on. My baby who is in my possession, can I just say. Uh, Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's just a dream. It's okay. It happens. Those dreams happen. You know what's even more stressful is the dreams where you find them and you didn't know they were lost. Have you ever had those dreams? Oh, no, but now I'm going to. Thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just wait until there's that dream where you walk into some like weird CD piano bar and you look over in the corner and your daughter has a beer and a cigar and she's playing cards. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in what here? Why are you here? <laughs> what are you doing here, Dad? <laughs> okay, what are we going to Quit following me. Okay, let's toast. Um, we're going to toast. I think we should toast that actor that I made fun of and turns out he died from AIDS. Oh, yeah. Let's toast him. Here's to uh, Officer Snow. Or, oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Dean. Yeah. Dean. He was, Dean. Yeah. Trent. Trent. To him. Dean. This is yeah. really, we, this is awful. This. Let's just for everyone. To the actor that played Chris's cousin. Cheers. Who's that working at your door? Who's that waiting for you? Who's the pills and his? Who's the pills and his? This is sexually 